to the PFF NFL Daily today, breaking down the winners and losers from the NFL Scouting Combine. And as you can hear, I am definitely one of the losers, Sam, because I've lost my voice. It's over in Indianapolis somewhere. Yeah, I think we're both losers from Indy. Your voice, my health, uh, everybody's health, you know, the, the minds and bodies of everybody that attended Indianapolis outside of the people that were working out have been laid to waste by the week of the Indianapolis Scouting Combine. But there were also some winners and losers that actually went out there and worked out and did drills and, you know, improved their draft stock as opposed to just left behind a material amount of their uh, their life expectancy in the city that week. The chief amongst them is obviously monster Georgia defensive tackle Jordan Davis, who had one of the most insane Combine workouts we have ever seen. He did. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll explain more on the big show about our voices and health and all that stuff. But with Davis, the big question for Davis, why is this guy only playing 400 snaps per season at Georgia? Why is he never rushing the passer? Is he worth a first round pick as a run stopping specialist? But then he comes in at over 340 pounds and he's breaking records for 300 pounders. But the difference between 300 and 340 pounds is pretty significant, by the way. And he's breaking yeah. broad jump records and running under 4'8 as a monster. Remember when Dontari Poe at 340 pounds broke five flat back in 2013? An impressive feat. Really impressive. Yeah, 2013, 2012. Either way, impressive feat for Dontari Poe. And now it's like, oh, yeah. We're going to be point two better than that with Jordan Davis and what he brought to the table this weekend. I think this could vault him into the top 10. Somebody's going to talk themselves into, give me, it's planet theory, man. There's no other people on the planet that can do that. Give me Jordan Davis. Yeah, and you know, you're right. He, he ends up breaking a record for 300 plus pounders in that broad jump. But the broad jump was also almost a foot further than just any other defensive tackle this time around, right? So, yeah, breaking a record for all players ever that were over 300 pounds, but also including the defensive uh, tackles that were miles lighter than him. He was jumping a foot further. His 40-yard dash time was almost the fastest mark uh, among defensive tackles this year, only one one-hundredth of a second slower than his teammate, Devontae Wyatt, who weighs an absolute ton less than he does. So we are talking legitimate speed, legitimate explosiveness. And obviously the guy was a man mountain anyway, right? Six foot six, 341 pounds. I think he weighed in at for the combine. He he was talking at the uh, on the podium that he I think he was going to end up somewhere around the high 330s. But that is an absolutely huge human being who then started to post workout numbers that make him amongst the most athletic amongst the most athletic defensive tackles in this draft, but also amongst the most athletic sort of players um, adjusted for size ever, like ever to come out of the combine. When you start factoring in how freaking huge he is, that was about as athletic a score as we have ever seen from any player. So it wasn't just Jordan Davis from Georgia. It was all of the Georgia defense, man. They're all yeah. extremely impressive. Just along the defensive line, Trayvon Walker, Devontae, uh, Deontay Wyatt. I mean, dude, they can get after it. Wyatt looked that athletic. Walker looked that athletic on the field. It showed up in their tape. Davis, probably people weren't expecting Davis to do this, but man, that entire Georgia defensive front just shows how impressive they were from a recruiting and development standpoint. And there's a reason why they were national champs last year. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it makes, you know, that defense just look all the more impressive. Um, with Jordan Davis in particular, though, it, it becomes really interesting because he doesn't have great production, particularly as a pass rusher. 30 pressures in four years, albeit in this limited role where they were rotating bodies in and out and all those kinds of things. But he's a guy that knows he's pigeonholed as a run defender right now. And he's been talking about how he's working with, you know, these with a, a pass rush specialist, Dr. Rush, to try and improve his pass rush moves. And what this combine shows is that there is no athletic reason he can't be a dominant pass rushing force as well, right? He is athletic, explosive, fast enough to get upfield to cause problems for offensive linemen and to pressure the passer, which is something that he hasn't yet shown that he can do. Uh, just on Sunday, the defensive backs went and they had some guys just breaking things as well. Tariq Woolen from UTSA. Now, this was expected, and this is what we always talk about in the draft process. I don't think people expected Davis to break the combine. People expected Woolen to break the combine with incredible height, length, a sub 4 three forty. Uh, he went to the Senior Bowl, did a pretty nice job there. But we're talking about a guy that wasn't the most productive college player. But this is like built-in-a-lab-type cornerback stuff that he put out there today. And I don't know if that puts him in the first-round mix or not. This is what the big question is going to be. How many teams are going to look at the, the tools and the traits and the physical ability of some of these players and say, look, they haven't played great football yet. But get him in the building. We'll figure it out. Woolen, we knew he was going to do this, but this just reiterated, this is as good of an athlete as we've ever seen, I think, at cornerback. Yeah, I mean, there were a few players this year who just had all-time freakish either speed or speed and athleticism, change of direction skills as well. We had almost a new official 40-time record. Uh, Kalen Barnes from Baylor ran a 4-2-3. Tariq Woolen ran a 4-2-6 officially. Uh, Zion McCollum. Um, from Sam Houston State ends up running a 4-3-3. There were a bunch of guys around that 4-3-3 kind of area, but where it gets really interesting is where you start to look at the three cones. Zion McCollum with a 6-4-8, which is ridiculous. Like If you're under six and a half seconds for the three cone, that is absolute madness for a time. And another couple of guys not far behind that as well. Dax Hill, 6-5-7, a few guys in the 6-6s as well, including... My guy, Calvin Austin, who is just as small as you thought he was, but thankfully makes up for that with lightning speed, change of direction, you know, explosiveness and all those kinds of things. So the the short shuttle, the three cone, the broad jumps, the verticals, the 40s, there were so many guys this year that were putting up absolutely crazy numbers in those kind of the the most raw athleticism testing numbers there are. Uh, Just to finish up on Woolen, too. Six foot four at corner. When you're looking at a good corner for, for playing press man, teams are looking at, say, 33 inch arms. He's at 33 and five eighths. Uh, he had the 4.2640 40 and a 42 inch vertical jump. So we're talking explosiveness, length, size, all the things you're looking for in a press man corner, everything that you mentioned there. One of the interesting things, it, it, the combine started with a bang, Sam, on Thursday night with all those receivers running fast. They had a bunch of unofficial times, but even when they became official, a lot of straight line speed, but not a lot of uh, shuttles and change of direction type drills that were impressive for receivers. I thought that was an interesting takeaway. You're talking about these three cone drills and everything that were impressive for defensive backs, but the receivers didn't necessarily have that 
on Thursday night. It was really a straight line speed type of group, but the speed uh, stood out. And, and if you're looking to, to add, you know, a fast receiver, I think it's definitely a good, a good class for that. Yeah. The, the, we've talked a lot about the kind of winners of the combine, the guys supposed to crazy numbers. One guy that I guess would have been a, something of a loser in the combine was Traylon Burks, who was expected to post some pretty crazy numbers. You know, even he himself was talking about how big his hands were, and somehow his hand measurement was the thing that came in way below what it was expected to be. 15th percentile hands, sub nine. He's he's down in Kenny Pickett range. Right. And and look, he was a guy that was supposed to be supposed to run a really fast 40 as well, potentially have great explosiveness scores. Didn't have that at all. And, you know, when you look at it just in abstract terms, and particularly when people are comparing him to guys like A.J. Brown, which is not the worst comp in the world, his numbers don't, they're not different. You know, they're, they're very similar to a guy like A.J. Brown. So when you look at it like that and say he's 225 pounds, they're not terrible scores. It's just that when he was being billed as a guy that could potentially run a 4-3 something and have incredible explosiveness and have these huge hands and all these kinds of things, he didn't. Like, he didn't, he didn't, he missed an opportunity, I guess, to show that he was a special athlete as opposed to just a good one. Um, but he, he would be one guy, I think, that that lost out a little bit in the, the whole combine thing. I'm going to finish with a positive note, Sam. Forget fallers. The losers are us. We already said that. Maybe a little Traylon Burks. But Aiden Hutchinson, there's a little bit of loser in him because sub <laughs> sub 33 inch arms. The people are upset about his arm length. Can he win with length? But the change of direction, the athleticism that Aiden Hutchinson showed 4.74 40 yard dash, 36 inch vertical, broad jump almost 10 feet, 6.73 three cone at his size. Really impressive what Hutchinson did from an athleticism standpoint, but the arm length is going to be a question for him moving forward. The arm length thing is weird, though, when you consider he's basically 6'7". I know. How do you have arms that small I, when you're 6'7"? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We'll have to get Joe Thomas on here and say, was it a mismeasurement? Is he really mm. 32 and a half to 34? We'll see what happens. Maybe there's a pro day remeasurement to uh, to fix that for Aiden. But, uh, Maybe there's a, there's a massage that can stretch the arms as well as the hands. Look, agents are pulling out all the stops now when it comes to pro day and combine season. Anyway, that's your quick recap. I'll have my voice back. No, I won't. For the PFF NFL podcast, we'll have a full combine review on the big show. It's the PFF NFL Daily.